plenty of time. Loading a deep one for Knowles, who's got it? He's going to score. Malik Knowles, touchdown, Kansas State. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Ooh, I am rooting for some chaos. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth. Joe Ostrowski with you. One of the best weekends in sports, college football, conference championship weekend. And we are so lucky to have Pam Maldonado joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Pam Maldonado of Yahoo Sports and the Stack of Stats podcast. She joins us now and I'm jealous. Pam, you are going to the Big 12 championship game. Are you rooting for chaos as well? I am going to the Big 12 championship game, and I am so excited. I don't have my Longhorns, Hook'em Horns, in that in this matchup, but it's okay. I have been rooting for Kansas State all season long, preseason. We have a 13-1 features on them. I am so torn because on one end, I have my futures ticket for K-State. I've been rooting for Adrian Martinez. Will Howard has been a stud. But on the other end, as a Big 12 girl, born and bred in Texas, it, it grew up on the Big 12 conference, I kind of want to see TCU in the playoff. And I, it's, it's exciting because it's not Oklahoma, who we have seen burn every year in the playoffs since. And it's just, I'm very, I'm very torn. Like, yes, goes K-State. And I'm going to be with my girl, Kelly in Vegas, who is who went to Kansas State. So I have to actively root for her that for them for the Wildcats but on the same token man I really do I really want to see like can TCU kind of like prove something against these naysayers that the Big 12 conference doesn't belong in the playoffs that these teams are going to get crushed to Georgia well let's see it I love I would just love an opportunity to see it so go K-State I'll go TCU (laughs) nah roof your ticket are you considering uh, – Paul has the same ticket. Paul Aspen, our executive producer. Are you considering hedging out of it? I, I like K-State in the game. I like um, side. I, I think they're going to win Moneyline. Remember what happened in the situation last time when they should have covered and won that game, but uh, having to go to three different quarterbacks and not scoring in the second half. Uh, but what, what, what do you like if, you, if you're pushing all of that to the side? You like the K-State plus two and a half? Mm-hmm. All right. Push all that aside. Look at this game objectively. I love K State mm-hmm. plus two and a half. I love K State on the yeah. money line. Uh, for I'm not going to hedge. Um, one, when it comes to hedging, just as a general point of conversation, if it's something that's going to be like life changing money, then sure you should hedge. But if you made a preseason like a couple units in the preseason, it's not really going to do that much to you. Hey, if it wins, great. If it doesn't, it's not going to hurt your bankroll. There's just so no really point in hedging. So from that perspective, no hedge. From an objective standpoint, K-State all the way because Wildcats quarterback Will Howard, he is still an absolute gamer. I've always talked about how much I love Adrian Martinez in this lineup. Well, I absolutely love Will Howard too. He stands at six foot five. He is able to read the defenses. He has 13 touchdowns in relief for Adrian Martinez, who's been out from injury. TCU secondary is still going to be tested against Howard. This Horns Frog defense allowed Kansas backup quarterback and Jason Bean to throw for four touchdowns. They allowed SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai to have nearly 400 passing yards. Now, both of those games were early in the season, 
But since then, they haven't faced a quarterback like Howard, so he is going to be the biggest test that they have had all season long. Plus, K-State still has a running back in Deuce Vaughn, who's one of the best running backs in the country, who not only has seven games of rushing for 100 yards or more, but he himself has become one hell of a pass catcher with Howard behind center, 274 receiving yards. So I love this K-State offense still. Whether it was with Adrian Martinez, with Howard, I believe that they could absolutely roll on TCU, which is what they did the first time around, up 28-10 at the half before injuries largely came into play into that matchup. TCU, I believe, also has also been getting better week after week. They stopped Texas in their tracks in Texas. I mean, it's just like this is going to be a really great matchup, and I think it has the potential to be the best one of the week. I love it. I can't wait. If you are rooting for chaos, I think the matchup tonight might be a little more difficult. We've got Utah plus two and a half at USC. And this USC offense under Lincoln Riley looks really good. I was wrong. I thought it was going to take longer for them. And they've arrived. Um, What is your assessment (laughs) of this one, Pam? I, too, have been wrong. USC, I was like, oh, it's just like all... All, all cloud, there's nothing to back it up, and man, I have been proven wrong. Caleb Williams is a really great quarterback after all, and my question mark is which version of Utah are we going to see? Because we saw, we saw a really great Utah version where they held Oregon to 2.4 yards per rush, but we've also seen a sloppy version of Utah where they allowed 42 points and 500 yards of offense to UCLA. So I am really hoping because this is such a – high caliber game it has so much implications that utah is going to want to play spoiler so it's utah plus three for me because i am banking on the good version of the oots top 25 in total defense top 30 in sack rate top 20 in takeaways which is also a strength for the usc defense but for utah they have forced 10 turnovers in its six road games including three in a three-point road loss to oregon That's just on the defense. What I really love about Utah is they've really found their ground game. And you have quarterback Cam Rising, who may or may not be injured. That's also a mark. But if if he is healthy, then he absolutely can exploit one of the worst secondaries in all of college football because USA is bottom 30 against the pass and rising in that first matchup through 415 yards. He needs to do that again because he needs to be able to match, go head to head, to head against the Heisman favorite in Caleb Williams. But we know that Utah's offense is going to keep pace. I need Utah's defense to show up. And if they can stop USC, even just minimally, or keep to the ground game and keep the ball out of Williams' hands, then I do like Utah here to play spoiler and keep USC out of the playoff potentially. Wow. Okay. So you like K-State to win? You just suggested (laughs) Utah could win. So that sets up Ohio State in 10 to 1 to win the championship and Bama in 80 to 1. Do we have to put something on Bama? You know, no. <laughs> There's no reason to have anything on Alabama. If the committee it turns and says, okay, we're going to put Alabama in, then stop watching college football because there is no point at this. Like, what are you doing? They have two losses under the belt. I think even USC. Mm-hmm. So for all of the chaos that we're talking about, we want to root for chaos. Well, then from that perspective, chaos would be, Let's keep USC in it. Let's see what they can do. Let's keep TCU in it. Let's see what they can do. And leave Alabama, Ohio State 
out of it. We need fresh blood. To me, that is chaos, especially now that we have all the yeah. excitement of the 12 team playoff here in the next couple of seasons. Yeah. Yes, let us have fresh blood from now until then. And then let's have major chaos when so we get to the 12 team playoff. I cannot wait for that. I wish it was this season that we could see that. I, I cannot wait. Absolutely. Let's go to the uh, Big Ten Championship game. Michigan has the third-ranked defense by yards per play allowed. I like the under 52 in this one. Purdue at Michigan. Purdue coming in as 16.5-point underdogs. What's your favorite play here? I'm with you. I was also looking to the under on 52, and I know that uh, you can probably also consider Purdue as the underdog, but you've already lost some value on that because the line is 17 and a half. Now the line is down to 16. When it comes to college football and a defense as good as Michigan's, I would want to grab every point possible. So for me, the spread is a pass. So I am looking to the under on 52 because you don't have Blake Corum for Michigan, the running back. You, I don't know what this Michigan offense looks like without him. I, He is such a key cog of this offense that we did see him come in last week, and it was kind of more in relief. It was more of like, a, we really need you to step in, but now he's officially out for the season. So I don't know what this Michigan offense looks like, and I'm scared of not knowing what that's going to entail. But what I do know about Michigan is that they have one hell of a defense, and Aiden O'Connell you are, for Purdue, a one-dimensional passing offense. You don't have a ground game. So now if you have just a passing game, Michigan's defense has forced two interceptions against C.J. Stroud. Is Aiden O'Connell equivalent to that of C.J. Stroud? In my opinion, no. But even so, if they're allowing over 300 yards of offense to C.J. Stroud last week, forcing those two interceptions, they're allowing the yardage, but they are not allowing the points. It is very difficult to score any touchdowns against this Michigan defense. They're second best in the in the country for opponent points per play. So even if O'Connell makes a downfield, I'm expecting more field goals than conversions into touchdowns. I, too, also lean to the under on 52. I don't feel strongly about it, though, and it is a very low number for Michigan who can still potentially find an offense and just blow up 40-plus points. So it's a pass for me, but I'm looking to the under rather than the spread. Uh, Pam Aldonado, if LSU would have won last week, man, th this would have a lot more implications for the SEC championship. But uh, the number's up to 17.5. Georgia favored. Georgia lost in this spot, but different situation against Bama last year. Uh, are you playing the SEC title game between the Tigers and the Dogs? I, I want nothing to do with LSU after last week's stinker. Yeah. My gosh, LSU could not have looked any worse against AM, who everyone had suspected that they just like packed it up and quit barely was able to beat the AM Aggies barely able to like get through UMass all of a sudden it just looks like the number one team in the country against LSU Georgia's defense held one of the best offenses in the country in Tennessee to under 300 yards of offense 2.2 yards per carry well LSU was a run first offense so I don't know how they're gonna get anything done on the ground against the Bulldogs LSU's offense is predicated on the run. If you force LSU quarterback and Jaden Daniels, who is battling some injury right now himself, into a passing game situation, in seven games this season, Daniels has thrown for 210 yards or less. That's not going to cut it against Georgia. Daniels is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the country, 40 sacks to his name. So if LSU can't run, if Daniels can't get the ball off, how is LSU going to be competitive? I don't see it happening. So for me, it's Georgia or pass. And for me, it's most, more often than just a pass. Let's move on from the SEC. 
<laughs> yeah, so let's just fade Brian Kelly and his fake accent and move right along. What about Clemson <laughs> at North Carolina? Clemson, seven and a half point favorites. The total in this one, 63 and a half. To me, Tar Heels quarterback and Drake May, he is an absolute stud. He is a gamer. He is a Heisman candidate in my eyes. Nearly 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns. It doesn't matter if he's playing at home, on the road. He's equally as good. And what makes him even more of a threat is that he has over 600 yards rushing. So he looked less than stellar in back-to-back games because he had two losses against Georgia Tech and NC State. And in those matchups, May only had one touchdown, two interceptions, and sacked eight times. That could definitely spell trouble. However, this could also be a potential bounce-back spot against Clemson because as good of a defense as we want to say they have, Spencer Rattler and South Carolina had their way against the Tigers, over 400 yards of total offense, just over nine yards per pass, and that's because Rattler threw two interceptions, still managed to find a win as 14-point underdogs. So I think you have questions about the Clemson defense. You definitely have questions about what is going on right now with UNC because prior to those back-to-back losses, I was like, Drake May for Heisman, and then they lay two stinkers. So it's kind of like you have questions from both ends. So what do you get? For me, it's UNC plus 7.5 because Clemson can definitely be exploitable. It's just are we going to get that type of play from Drake May prior to two weeks ago. So it's UNC plus seven and a half for me or pass. I'm not confident about laying the money line, but I do like the points. Pam, the great weekend of football continues over to Sunday because it is far none. I, I think the best schedule of games that we've faced, we've seen all season long. Uh, anything that, that you really like NFL-wise? Um, yeah, so my best bet for this week is getting is grabbing the points, Titans plus five at the Eagles. I'm still not convinced that the Eagles is, even though they are still, I know, I they're, they're great, obviously. But in the last three weeks, the Eagles defense has definitely just like fallen off and it's shown vulnerabilities. The Eagles in the last three are six worse in the league for opponent points per play. That's ahead of teams like the Bears and the Browns, while the Tennessee Titans You can say what you want about this team. They're probably so under the radar because they're not flashy, but they're getting it done, and they're getting it done on defense. They're fifth best in the country for opponent points per play behind teams like the 49ers and the Jets. So the Tennessee's offense, for me, has always had question marks because they're so reliant on running back Derrick Henry. But Ryan Tannehill has secretly been like a very great quarterback. He's thrown at least 255 passing yards in three games straight. That doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but that's the first – a bit of stretch that he's had like this this season this is the first time that he's done that since December 2019 so they've adapted and that's what I'm looking for this late in the season what are offenses doing to adapt to their scheduling and maybe Kane Henry right now is fighting through some injury because he hasn't had a hundred yard rushing game in the last three but he has been utilized in the passing game. He has 45 receiving yards in back-to-back games, at least 45 receiving yards in back-to-back games. So you have Ryan Tannehill, who has adapted to a better passer. You've adapted Keen Henry to let, run less but receive more. So I'm that's just telling me that Coach Mike, um, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, that he is just as good of a coach as any other in the league right now. So I like the vulnerability that the Eagles are showing, and I think the Titans can exploit that. So I love the Titans grabbing the points. Also not convinced about the money line because it's the NFL, but I love the Titans plus five. 
I was going to say bonus play, Sprinkle Titans money line. I love it. Plus 180. That was Pam Maldonado on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Have a blast at the Big 12 championship game. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Joe O and Paul make their contest picks next. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.